Okay. So, welcome to episode two of our podcast. And I'm really excited because um, the title today is Meet a Player Facilitator. And we've got a player facilitator here from Cardiff, one of the player facilitators from Cardiff. Mike, welcome, welcome, welcome. So, first of all, yeah, straight, straight in with a question, Mike. Um, and we've just spoken before this, the fact that I do know you, I know you quite well, you know, played on the same team as each other. I think, I think, Pinky Whites, Pinky Whites. I think at one point you were my captain. Uh, maybe I think I was for one season, yeah. Yes, I, I, I follow you anywhere, mate. Don't worry. Um, so <laughs> I, I know a bit about you, but do you, do you want to give us a bit about yourself? Who are you? What's your background? Um, how did you get into yep. the Manby Fat? All right, thanks, Stan. So, yeah, my name is Michael. I, uh, as, as, as Stan said, I'm a player facilitator in the Cardiff League. So, I started Man versus Fat in March, roughly March of 2019. And weight pretty much me always been a problem. I was always the big kid, even in primary school, in secondary school. Uh, but it really became, I would say, a problem kind of in kind of uni life, off to uni for the first time. <laughs> really ballooned the weight but never I was never I was never that person where I, I was I was the skinny kid or kind of even the, even the normal size person and I over time kind of weight fluctuated so I did have kind of periods of um, periods of time where it was I was in control of it and then I also had periods where I wasn't in control of it and I think the big thing that kind of I, I I truly believe having talked to everyone is always everyone's got that moment, the moment that they go right. I need to sort something out, mm-hmm. and there was a moment for me, and it was in about August of 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, my I got a young daughter, so my daughter back then was about four or five, and we were going on a roller coaster. I had to do that walk, that that dreaded walk of shame that some people might have had, that some people might haven't. Um, and that was the time where I kind of really looked at myself and I was like, Jesus, I've, I've, quite, I've, I've let myself go quite significantly. And it was, I didn't really do much about it. I kind of started doing a little bit, but then it was my wife that saw it. So there was back, way back when in around kind of early 2019, um, there was a ITV news article. And I think ITV had come down to the Cardiff League and done a promo. I think you know that kind of the the and then uh, and finally uh, piece on yeah. on ITV World's news, and they done a done a piece. And I remember my other half saying, "Oh, why didn't you try this? Tried it. I had that moment for first first night. That I thought I was absolutely going to die. Yeah, uh, having run around, and I remember kind of within about seven minutes, <clears> I was like on the side of the pitch." With the biggest stitch of thinking I was going to die, and one of my teammates at the time, about two minutes later, pulled his uh, pulled something, and it's like, "Oh, you need to get back on." I was like, "I can't, I can't, I physically can't get it back on," um, but I did, and kind of never looked back uh, to excite. So when I started, I think I think I was about twenty, obviously imperial. I think it was about it was one hundred and fifty kilograms plus. Now I'm quite a tall guy, so I can carry it well. Um, but so that was probably around just over 24 stone. And I had, or I had in the mind that we had a big family holiday to Florida kind of in Halloween of that year. So 
it pretty much gave me seven years to really make an effort and do it and kind of I, I essentially set myself a challenge to see how much I could lose in that time period and the one thing and feel free kind of if this is a question coming up um, the one thing that really helped was kind of the team so I know we referred to it earlier as pinky whites so hmm. uh, we, we, we were that team that's the team which everyone's kind of the Everton of the Premier League if that makes sense everyone kind of has a soft spot for them um, but uh, doesn't really get into Europe at any point no but we were in Europe <laughs> we were definitely not in Europe but the one good thing and it I I the, the support was great. The team was great. We got spanked every week. I remember coming on, and, and in the end, it was never demoralising um, because, and 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 it's someone uh, reminded me actually last week in the Cardiff League because we had HQ down to visit, and he made the comment it was like we were talking about way back when, and I completely forgotten it. But there was one time where. We managed to do a 15 gold swing on the weighing scales. Yeah. And that was just like, and that, that was a kind of craziness. And I still remember it to this day. And I'd forgotten it for the time being. And then he reminded me, and I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was probably one, one of those moments which I was like, get in. It was, it was one of those. I, I remember we were absolutely buzzing. We got absolutely spanked on the pitch. We got annihilated. But we, we, somehow we managed to kind of turn that around that that was against the yellows um because yeah. i i've just been speaking to scott actually scott's here tonight and um it was against the yellows and it was one of those things that just kept coming back again and again and again or we would have done this if it wasn't for for that and and, and when you when you end up so 15 goals in man v fat is everyone losing uh, maybe one, two, possibly three, five or ten percent in a week yeah. uh, from different players. Um, a fair few hat tricks. It, it's it's really hard to do. Um, but you know, I, I'm going to move. I'm going to move it on there because I'm going to talk cool. about. You've you've talked about your journey and yeah. why you were there. Um, and I I think you eloquently put as well how lots of people start at Man because you what you said was, um, my wife said, why don't you try that. Because um, our wives very rarely, unless they really dislike us, uh, which mine does sometimes, never say, well, you're extremely fat. Uh, people in our lives say, why don't you try this? Um, yeah. and like you said, everyone turns up seven minutes in because you think 28 minutes isn't a long match. Yeah, yeah. When you're going at it, seven minutes in, and we were on a quite small pitch as well. Oh, yeah. You know, um, you know your fitness isn't there because your fatness is there. Um, yeah. So, uh, you've you've spent this time. I remember that um, that build up to the Florida trip. Uh, you lost a considerable amount. I can't remember the exact amount, but it was it was about seven stone. Yeah, so seven, it was stone in about six months. Yeah, when I when I say considerable amount, I really do mean it. So seven stone in six months. You, you're down to somewhere where you're happy. Yeah. Would you say I you're like happy? I would say I am comfortable. I wouldn't say it's kind of, I'm still at not my target. I think I, I, I've said it to a few people. I, I don't think I'll ever be at that stage where I'm going to be hitting BMI, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I just don't think, and I don't think I want to be down there. Always, as I said, I'm always quite a big build. And I think it's what you are comfortable with. I'm, I'm a, during lockdowns and stuff, I've had 
periods over the last 18 months or 15 months where I've done really well and periods which I haven't done. And I'm pretty much middling out. I know where I am. I know yeah. my body. and I'm, I'm happy currently. And this, I'm back into it now where kind of no one can be on it foot, foot to the gas for considerable periods of time. You've got to have, you've got to live a life to an extent yeah. as well. It, it's again, it's, a, it's got, a real life. Yeah. I've got a target in my head, but I know I'm at that stage now where I'm happy. Hmm. I'm not at that target, but I know I'll get to the target eventually. And there's no rush to get there because I feel fit. I can, I, I feel healthy to an extent. Um, but yeah, I, it, it is what it is. And I, I think, yes, there was a considerable weight loss. And other, I do have to give a shout out to the Pinky Whites. There were other massive, great achievements from that team, uh, as you saw firsthand. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony and Leighton and JD, to name just a, uh, just a few. Amazing, amazing kind of efforts from them as well, as well as other, other guys in the team. And it is it is what it is, and I'm I'm, ha- I'm at that stage now where, as I said, I'm happy kind of around that target range. And yes, there'll be a stage where, and it might be now to be honest. I, I'm 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 on it if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I'm on the fitness. Yeah. I'm on the I'm on the eating healthily at the moment, and it's just to kind of making sure that it's right for me because you've got to live your life as well at the same time. Yeah, and and you've you've spoken really eloquently about the the you why you did manly yeah. fat what you did. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring you on to now being a player facilitator because that's what it's all about. Sure. So, so how did becoming a player facilitator come about? Um, so I remember having a chat. Um, so it was actually you <laughs> came about because obviously uh, this was pro- just prior to lockdown number one when the world was in its normal state. Um, <laughs> and obviously the Newport League was kicking off on the ground. Uh, so you were... Obviously, the player facilitator for Cardiff and the NAS for stewardship. Uh, and you were moving over to the the Newport thing. So there was a space there. I kind of, it wasn't exclusively advertised, but I kind of inadvertently threw my hat in the ring. Um, and I, I, as you know, Simon, kind of, I, I like being, I'm a bit kind of, I wouldn't say OCD because I think that, that term's a bit over the top, but I, I'm, I'm an organizer. I like organizing stuff. You should see. You should hear from my uh, other half. She goes whenever we're on holiday. I have to organize kind of flight times and all that kind of thing to the empty degree. That's just who I am, and kind of I enjoy it. So I, I kind of threw my hat in the ring, and and yeah, never looked back really. Although kind of over the last fifteen months, no one's had kind of normality to contend with. But that that was basically where I came from. Yeah. Um. So. My next question is how long you've been as a PF. It's been a yeah. bit of a tricky one to, to define yeah. that because you started <laughs> pretty much at the start of 2020. So you'd been on your journey, your seven stone journey towards, yeah. you know, lowering your weight, but also fitness. Because I know you you run um, you run in a running club. You organize yeah. lots of running events for the Manly Fat Guys as well. Um, yeah. So you've had this kind of 18 months as, as a PF, but may not, not so much contact within the sessions um but now you're back at the sessions i know cardiff's got a brand new venue um just had a massive massive influx of of new guys as well so what 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 do you see your job as a pf entailing what 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 is it that you do that supports the league 
So kind of the, the one thing, so as you well know, kind of the league to an extent can, once you have kind of the first couple of weeks in registration and once you have a big influx of, we've had quite a lot of change in the card of league, especially with lockdowns and so on. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of kind of trying to get people back engaged, which is something that I've been actively trying to do trying to get kind of people registered, new people, as well as a mix of return as well, as well as a new venue as well. So there's been kind of a lot of front up effort over the last couple of weeks to kind of get Cardiff, I won't say back on its feet because it was never off its feet, no. but to an extent where things running as normal. And I, I think we're at that stage now where there's still a few kinks to work out, but how I see my, what I've been involved with over the first couple of weeks is, more kind of protocol, COVID protocols, kind of actually getting the logistics right because obviously we're an indoor venue which has a whole host of problems and so on, um, which isn't particularly a bad thing, especially when it's pissing it down with rain. Um, but um, you've also, did, we've got to kind of adhere to kind of very strict COVID guidelines and yeah. so on. Um, so we just have to be a little bit careful. I think a lot of it has been logistics more than anything, but I'm, uh, I, I'm seeing that tail off to an extent. Um, and now it's more kind of making sure kind of it's a ticking over exercise. We're in, we're going into week two as of tomorrow. I'm not sure when this is going to be aired, um, but tomorrow night is our second week of the of the regular season. Um, and it's starting to get to that stage now where it's starting to kind of get into its rhythm. And I'm hoping now, and one of the things kind of I've been happy with, and I think the biggest thing from the play facilitator side then is kind of that feedback you get from the thing. What you want is people to come down. I know on a new, Newport, it's a Friday night, Cardiff, it's a Thursday night, or whatever night it is. You want people to come down and to be honest and say, that was a great session, really enjoyed it, really enjoyed the pitch we're playing on. And we're getting quite a lot of that feedback. I've yeah. had quite a few people come to me and say, this is great, happy, uh, teams are great, everything's great. And then, again, it, I'm not not going to kind of say things do crop up, things crop up that people aren't particularly happy with. And it's just kind of making sure that those little things, I wouldn't say nipped in the bud, but just address and listen to and making sure that things are, are running as swimmingly as they can because yeah. kind of a happy, a happy league is the best thing around everywhere. Yeah, I think I, I think you're spot on there as well. And you talk about front loading the effort, and I know you've done uh, fixture lists. Um, I hope that's Pepsi Max, not no full fat Pepsi. Um, fixture lists, fixture lists, and you put out scores. You've done a lot of content um, to be yeah. shared. You've put a lot of stuff on the the Man v Fat Cardiff Facebook page, and I think with all of that, with sharing the COVID protocols, all the write ups that you do, it, it's really helpful. Um, so my next question is kind of two-pronged. Um, sure. uh, how did being a captain prepare you to be a player facilitator? Are there, are there any things that you do in both roles? Um, I think the one thing that really does help is that you know it. So kind of obviously, I, I wouldn't say it's a hierarchy, but kind of there's open levels of communication. Like if, for example, kind of you had the coach and you had 80 guys, Mm-hmm. with one kind of level of communication between it all it just wouldn't work because it's just too many too many kind of people to kind of man not manage but kind of making sure everything and the captains do a good job of kind of 
making sure that kind of drive forward. And I, I see them as player facilitators in in their own right. They are facilitating their own teams and encouraging them and making sure that they've well, new people are well fit in, that people are can talk and have a bit of banter and slag each other off in, in some cases, but but in a gentle manner kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think kind of the captain captain role is and the vice captain role as well is a great opportunity for kind of people to 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 kind of really give i wouldn't say give back because i don't think that's the right word but really kind of foster that environment and and one of the things that we try and do in the cardiff league is to kind of have an open communication between captains and and the player facilitators and the coach as well and the reason for that is kind of if there are issues that crop up it might be that's that Joe Bloggs, who's only been in the league for three weeks, might not be in a position to open up to kind of the play facilitator or the or the coach. But it might just be a quick comments where they are in a comfortable environment where they go, Oh well, what about this? Or I hope I wish this would be done or something's not quite right. And then it kind of goes up the chain because the captains have an open method of communication with, with player facilitators or the coach. So I think that's probably one of the things that I probably learned most. It's just kind of making sure that you're approachable. Yeah, definitely. And and you can see that in the, because obviously I still play in Cardiff. I'm, I'm lucky enough to still play in Cardiff. And you see that in the captain's chat where people will tag you in something because they know, you know, it, it's not nutrition coaching. Uh, which they good and as for, and he's yep. absolutely amazing at that. It, it's more a case of you know Agreed. we've got we've got this issue, um, we've got this issue. Can you solve it? You know, and and it does it frees up the coach. I think the PF role in Cardiff has has really developed since you and you and Ian have taken over as well. Where it has been, you've been dealing with lots of logistical issues and 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 really making sure the league runs effectively. And you've talked about front-loading that effort and the lines of communication and you do that really well. So, uh, find a little yeah. bit here on building a league because um, for anyone who doesn't know, Cardiff has just had a bit of an expansion. Um, a lot of people yeah. taking on, we mentioned that earlier. Um, so what what do you think is the best way to build a league? For, for leagues that are looking to build, how do you think the best way to do that is? So, I think that is a two-pronged answer. I think... I think people's journeys, the, the, I think one of the things that you, you would struggle with in any, I think it's important that you need a mix. Um, so a mix of people that have been there, done that, maybe have fallen off the wagon or maybe need that kind of, that support network to kind of continue their journey, even if other people might think they've completed the journey. Um, in my experience, you probably know a few people they always need that kind of safety net, just just that accountability. And I think that that's an important thing to kind of think. And we, what we've seen a lot in Cardiff for the last few weeks is kind of people that maybe prior to lockdown or during lockdown that dropped out because of X, Y, and Z. It could have been financial problems. It could have been personal problems. It could have been just because they weren't playing or so on. And we've, we've noticed a significant amount of people kind of return or want to return because kind of they as you know um, a journey is never over it's one of those things kind of a journey is just never over um but then i think it's also important so 
oh, that oh, that openness for people to have that support network. Like I, I, I know kind of people slag it off, but Slimworld is kind of a perfect example. Uh, or Weight Watchers, or, or, or insert weight loss scheme here, if that makes sense. There's always there's no kind of negativity about people that kind of drop out and maybe come back six months. And I think Manview Pat's the same. So kind of yes, it's always keeping it open to kind of people to have that support network if they need it. If they don't need it, then great. Mm. But if they do need it, it's there. But then conversely as well, is also to kind of look at the other side as well. So you've got people that are kind of maybe six months, year, two years, even longer in some people cases into that journey. But then I think it's also important that it's that's not the entirety of it, that there's people out there, you, you know, kind of, we, we are only, like in the Cardiff League, I think we've got 66 players registered. And if you can imagine kind of the the population of, of, of potential people that could help, that are looking for such a scheme, that are just need that encouragement for such a scheme in the local area. Take Newport, for example. Without New, Newport's only come in for the last year or so, uh, the Newport League. But those people, those, those people didn't just kind of miraculously appear. They were always there. Yeah. Uh, so it's just a case of having that two-pronged approach that you've always got a support network for the uh, the guys that have been there and done that, but then also you're helping facilitate or having that having that set platform where people can come into um, that that may need that support network to get involved. And I think it the best I, I found that the best seasons because generally sometimes you can it can be weighted one way or the other. The best seasons are where you got a real good mix of the two. Yeah. So you've got kind of, and I think it helps for the more experienced players to have the new players as well because they've been on the list. They'll want to bring them forward. I remember when I first started, you were kind of a great example. So you've been on the, I think you've been in Man versus Fat for about a year and yeah. you've kind of already beat, gone significantly through that journey. And there was some guys, including me, in that team where you really support us and help through and and bring on that kind of so I, I do think it is a mix and growing a so going back to your original question growing a league is quite a you have to have that you can't just focus on one or the other it's got to be both yeah absolutely and i think the captains um the way the captains have been chosen in cardiff is really good as well because there's lots of experienced guys there and 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 they're supporting you know, there's people who are still on their journey but have that capacity like you did to support others. So you came into that player facilitator role. Some of the captains, you know, they're on their journey but they, they've got the capacity to support others. That's really important. Um, so what, what's the best part of the Cardiff League? What, what would you say makes it distinctive? You know, what have you got coming up you know, you're really excited about? Um, so there's two things, I think. The so this might sound a bit of a corny statement, but kind of I, I see the fan the Cardiff League is very much a, a family atmosphere, mm. and it maybe it's a club or whatever word you want to use, but it's that kind of ethos more than anything in terms of kind of everyone's there supporting each other. Uh, if someone, I, I if, if I made the bad tackle on a on a Thursday night and, and kick someone by accident, then I think. Everyone would know there's no kind of harsh feeling. It. it is a support network. The football does come second in my head. It might be different for other people. They might have different priorities. But I think first and foremost, it's a weight loss league with a football element to it. I think 
that's a key thing in terms of what I think really, it probably doesn't set Cardiff aside from other leagues, but I think it is a key thing in terms of kind of the spirit of, of the Cardiff league. And I, 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 I don't want to put kind of words in people's mouth, but I think that is kind of an important thing. And then in terms of coming up, like I'm, ex- I'm quite excited. So I think you mentioned we've had an expansion. So it's kind of, we've actually been removed back to six teams. And the reason why we've gone back from eight to six primarily is because we've gone from a, a small five-a-side pitch to a very, very large yeah. seven-a-side pitch, which is a totally different environment. And we made the decision to drop back just for a season and really kind of facilitate big teams. So we've got 11, 11 players on each team. And I think I could, I think we had week one last week, and I think, I think there was about six people out of the 66 that didn't turn up. So that shows you that there's quite a high level of uptake yeah. because people, I, I'm assuming that'll go down slightly because people's got lives and so on and other commitments. But... Um, I'm excited for the season ahead just to see how it kind of plays out because you've got your kind of favourites and from the weight loss perspective and favourites from a pitch perspective, but it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out over the next uh, 14 weeks. Yeah, there's, there's no... And the, cup. and the cup. I've never been involved in a cup, so... There we go. So another chance for silverware. Yeah, it'll never be... Good. The, so that's a new one. It'll never yeah. be the pinky whites that are those favourites for the pitch, though, was it? We were never no. favourites for the pitch. You've said that. So no. um, thanks ever so much for talking to me, Mike. We, we, we were, I think we won. I think we won a game by the end, didn't we? I can remember celebrating that one game, yeah. That being 1-0, own goal <laughs> for them. Um, so thanks ever so much for talking to me about... <laughs> about being a pf i've just got some final quick fire questions for you no messing about i want an answer straight away you got it mike okay yeah first quick there is fire. a bit of a lag on the lines okay so i'll, I'll give you that so <laughs> first, first quick fire question <laughs> texting or talking texting texting okay um from childhood what was your nickname? Oh, I never had one. Hursty, I think. I never yeah. really had a normal one. Yeah, we, we call you Hursty in, in the team as well, yeah. Um, so, of, yeah. All, of all time, what's your favourite band? Oh, probably... Probably Arctic Monkeys. Oh, Nice, I do like them. Okay, you've got a superpower. Is it, if you could choose it, invisibility or super strength? Uh, invisibility. Devious. I've always known you're devious. Hiding. And final question. <laughs> final question. You go to Joe's ice cream, what's the flavour you go yeah. for? Any choice. Oh. So Joe, I, I used to live in Swansea, yeah. uh, so I, I do know Joe's ice cream very well. And he always had the strawberry marshmallow uh, ice Ooh. cream, which was a particular favourite of mine. Uh, but if, if I was talking about general ice cream, it's either kind of, I do like a peanut butter, that kind of, with real peanuts and chocolate, and that, that's probably my favourite. 
Nice. And that's, that's a good, there's a good place, Glendy. We've talked about your seven stone weight loss. Um, and now we're, we're eating Joe's ice cream. Chocolate ice cream. Yeah, yeah sounds good. Absolutely. Huge thanks. Uh, thank you ever so much, Mikey, for, um, for getting involved. Sorry, Hursty, for getting involved. Um, and telling us what it takes to be a PF. Thanks for everything you do for the Cardiff League as well, because I know uh, as a player, you do an amazing job um, with all that front-loaded effort and communication and, and that is brilliant, really good. So thanks so much, mate. Thank you. Thank you, buddy.